You are listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break, episode number 99. Hey, today we're talking to Stephanie Fisher. If you don't know who Stephanie is, she is an incredible wedding photographer. She's based in the US and she has been in the industry for quite a while. So I have invited her to come and speak at the Wedding Photography Summit that's coming up next week. So excited that she can share her knowledge with you. And look, she's been around for a little while now, so she has been in the trenches and she knows what it's like to try and book every single year as a wedding photographer. So she's done marketing, she's done advertising, she's made the mistakes, she's had lots of success and she's done everything in between. So it's really important for us to learn from people like Stephanie. So we're going to be talking about marketing and advertising today. And she is also talking about advertising during the summit. So this is a little sneak peek. Hey, if you don't have your ticket to the Wedding Photography Summit yet, you should definitely do that. We just announced yesterday on my mailing list that Dan O'Day is also going to be speaking at the Wedding Photography Summit. So if you didn't know, if you're not on my mailing list, big announcement, big news. Last night announced Australian wedding photographer Dan O'Day is adding himself to the lineup of incredible speakers. We got Gary V, we got Jose Villa, we got Cara Mia, we got so many incredible photographers. So please get on over there, weddingphotographysummit.com. Time to get your ticket. I'm sending out emails each day this week to everyone that's bought their tickets and um, you're going to learn a little bit more about all the speakers and the bonuses and the extra goodies that we got coming up. And everything that we're trying to do to make this the biggest, the best workshop in the world. And hey, we didn't really need to add an extra speaker into the lineup, especially because so many people have bought tickets to the wedding photography already. But you know my motto, I'm all about overpromise and then deliver. And that's exactly what we're trying to do with the summit. I'm promising you the world and then we're making sure that we bring in that plus tax. So we're bringing as much as we can. We're bringing the A game. I'm bringing the energy. I'm bringing the strategies. I'm bringing the motivation. I'm bringing the people. So I'm really, really pumped about this and I'm excited that you get to experience this workshop yourself. No matter where you are in the world, no matter how much money you got in your bank account, no matter what, you're going to be able to join us. So I'm really excited about that. So without further ado, let's jump in and talk to Stephanie. I got Steph here and she is an incredible wedding photographer from Colorado. I'm so excited to dive in today. She's actually going to give us five marketing tips. And guys, if you're listening, you can actually go into the show notes. There's a link there and you can download a PDF for today's episode as well, courtesy of Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how are you? Good. How are you? So good. It's so good to have you on the show for you to bring in some value to the listeners and to have you at the summit as well. I'm so excited. I'm honored. Yeah, just so much happening right now. <laughs> yeah. So today we're going to dive into some marketing tips, but before we go into all of that, I would love to ask you, who are you? What do you do? How do you made your break and all those fun things? So if you want to introduce yourself. Yeah, awesome. So I'm Stephanie Fisher. My photography brand is called From the Daisies and I 
specialize in couples, weddings, so mainly weddings and engagements. But I do dabble in a little bit of editorial fun and some boudoir photos. But I think what makes my brand stick out just a little bit is that my couples tend to do or tend to want something a little bit that's unique. So their engagement sessions aren't so typical. So it makes my job really fun. And I love it. So I started this year will be my 10th year shooting weddings. And yeah, it's been great. I love it. That's incredible. So tell me, like, take me back 10 years ago for you. How did you make your break? Or what was the thought process when you're like, you know what, I'm going to go full time as a photographer? Yeah, well, crazy. So I was actually going to school, got my degree in biology. and <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> and, um, so I was going to actually go to, well, before. So I was doing photography kind of on the side, just as fun. And somebody had asked me um, to shoot their wedding. And at the time, I was just like doing some like selfies of myself and stuff, putting it on Facebook. And she was like, oh my gosh, you're good. Like, will you do my wedding? And I'm like, your wedding? No way. She talked me into it. I did it and kind of just took off like word of mouth. And I was like, oh, this is actually really fun. But I was going to actually go to grad school. And turns out it was a lot more expensive than I thought. So took a year off. I was like, I'm just going to do some weddings. And I just ended up loving it. And I felt like it was meant to be. So never went back to school and been doing photography ever since. That's incredible. I think there's so many similar stories, isn't there? Like people just friends have asked them to shoot and then they fell in love with it. And then, you know, the rest is history. They've kind of just been on that train ever since. So for you, like being in a creative industry and you've been doing it for a long time, do you feel like it's an amazing lifestyle? Like it's an amazing life for you now to be like earning your own money, making your own impacts, still photographing after all these years and creating beautiful images and, and having opportunities like talking at the summit and, and like so many things sort of keep rolling. Like how's it feel for you now? Yes. Oh my gosh. I honestly feel so thankful that I have this as my job. And it changes so much. You get the starting, you're starting off and it's just that excitement of like, wow, I'm shooting weddings. This is great. And then you get that first inquiry for shooting international and you're like, wow, somebody thinks I'm good enough to travel international. And then you get to travel the world if that's what you want it to look like for you. So like I've been really, really blessed with opportunities to travel all over the world. And I can't say that if I didn't have this job, I wouldn't have been to some places that I've been to because of it. And besides that, having a family, it's been incredible. I can have family time and be home with my kids, but I still get to have the flexibility to make my own schedule and travel when I want to be home with them. And just in owning your own business, it's just really rewarding because it's more than doing photos. You have to learn how to do your taxes, how you do marketing, how you to actually Podcasting. run them. Yes. So it's really <laughs> rewarding to be able to just know how to do all of that stuff and work for yourself. And it's great. Do you ever experience any down days and does it ever feel hard in business, even though you've been doing it for 10 years? Is there any times when you're kind of worried when the next lead's going to come in or if it's if work is going to run out or anything like that? 
Oh, for sure. And I mean, I'm not getting any younger. And I feel like a lot of couples, I mean, they're typically getting married from like 20s to like 30s. That's kind of like the age range. And I feel like they most relate to somebody who is in their age range. So I feel like it's kind of like modeling. Like you have this like hot spot of when you're hot and you're relevant. And then there's going to be like a new younger photographer who's in there. So definitely have days where I struggle and I'm like, how do I stay relevant? How do I get on top of the game and have people still know me when there's like all of these new younger photographers that are just like killing the game, you know? So definitely have the hard days, but that's why you got to know your marketing and how to stay in people's faces. Yeah, that's so cool. So we're talking a little bit about marketing today, actually. And um, before we quickly get into that, I would like to ask you about the summit and what people are going to expect to see from you. I am so excited to talk about my course for this. So what I'm going to be talking about a lot is basically like the 101 of marketing and advertising. I'm going to talk about what you need to know about marketing, what marketing even is, the difference between marketing and advertising, and how you need to utilize all of these social platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Google, and what you need to know because they're all different. You you can advertise, you can market yourself on there, but there's just a whole world of things that you can do. And when it comes to spending your money doing something like that, you can lose your money real quick if you don't know how to use it correctly. So yeah, I'm going to talk about all that juicy stuff. Man, that's going to save so many people so much money, so much time. I know when I first started out, it's it's not just money as well. It's like, where do I spend the, my time to make the biggest impact? And I remember, I don't know if you remember this, and I'm sure you do because we probably started roughly around the same time, but I remember Instagram when it first started and then I was on it and my friends telling me that I was wasting my time on this app. I shouldn't be putting yes. so much time on it. And I was convinced that it was the future of marketing. I was like, no, you need to be on it. Stop telling me to be off it. You need to be on it. And um, it's so interesting how now those same people are always contacting me 10 years later. Like, hey, how do I use Instagram? Like, what's the hashtag? You know? <laughs> yeah, going to talk about all that stuff. It's going to be great. Awesome. So let's get into today's episode and let's talk about some marketing right now and give our listeners some, uh, some tangible things to, to walk away with. Yes. Okay. So I made a little list of my like top five little marketing tidbits that I like to do. And okay. So my first one is definitely for Instagram. And well, I guess what it's all going to be about is like how to land kind of like your ideal client just based on some like really easy marketing tips. So my first one would be get on Instagram and basically be a big creep hashtags are great. Go to the hashtag engaged and you're just going to get all these couples. They just got engaged, posting their ring photo, hashtag engaged. Go click on their profile, be like, oh my gosh, congrats. And I'm like, who is this random person commenting on my photo? Congrats. I don't even know who they are. Click on your profile and they're like, oh wow, it's a wedding photographer. They're creeping through your feed. They love your photos. 
easy peasy marketing and it's free. All it does is take a little bit of your time. It's so cool because it's such a like simple and almost like common sense thing to do. And most people would yeah. overlook something like that. And I love like yeah. bringing things back to basics and, and making it so simple for ourselves. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I do that for for styled shoots too. Or like when I do workshops and stuff, that's how I find couples is I just like creep. And then like I ask them, I'm like, oh, hey, would you and your significant other want to like model for me for this and then they do and like we really connect and then turns out they get engaged later and they remember this that I reached out to them and it was all because of Instagram and that's just free marketing for yourself you just landed a wedding from it so that is so cool can I share a little secret with you yes (laughs) so I'm a big believer in just keeping things simple and doing exactly what you're talking about and um during the summit, we are playing a documentary um, about me starting a business from scratch in five days. I got to have a successful business in five days. And one of the things that I did was just walked around the actual city and asked people that I thought that looked like they were engaged if they were engaged. And then I sparked the conversation with them about like wedding photography. And yeah, I won't tell you what happens, but it's so funny how it's like we think so much of like what content do we need to post? What kind of shoots do we need to do? What kind of Facebook advertising do we need to do? And we get so complicated and we get so overwhelmed. But really, it's like, where's your clients? Go find them, go interact with them, go talk to them. And that's what it's all about. Yes, it's all about engaging, all about engaging. That brings me to my second point is to also engage with vendors. Because if you're engaging with vendors, you... Well, you're growing your community, but you're also bringing attention to your name based off them. So it's like this florist has a bride that's booked already. She reaches out to her florist and she's like, hey, I'm struggling. I need a photographer. And then your florist, this florist thinks of you and she's like, oh, I actually know this amazing photographer. I've always wanted to work with her, like blah, blah, blah. And that's just free advertising and marketing right there is just because you're commenting on some other vendors. It could be a florist, a venue, a wedding planner, all of those people, like they're all in your market. So do you say like, um, you know, sort of going more off the psychology of this kind of stuff. And this is something that my dad taught me when I was younger. It's like, you want to give to the world, like give, 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 and then you can receive back. And I think too many people are trying to take, 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 for instance, what you're saying here is like interact with other people's posts, be nice person to other people, give them value where most people you know, even if they get on a podcast, it's like, Jai, how do I get the likes? How do I get the comments? How do I get interaction? How do I grow following? How do I, how do I? And they've got it around the wrong way. Does that make sense? Oh, definitely. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I could name off 20 names right now of people who I am close to just because I met them on Instagram, but I have never met them in person face to face. But it's just somebody that I really connect with over social media, whether it's another photographer or a florist or anything like that. And we're just constantly like, oh, I love that. That's great. And you're building community, but it's also helping one another in the same time. So incredible. And it just comes down to being a nice person to the people around you. (laughs) It's one of these things that you can't underestimate the advice that you're giving right now because like we get so caught up and we need a reset sometimes and we need permission to make it easy for ourselves. And when it's like, oh, if it's that simple, if like Stephanie says it's that simple, get on the hashtags, be nice to some people, bring some value to people, like maybe that's what I should do as well. 
Oh, yes. I am telling you these points I'm talking about, like I use them today. I'm doing it constantly. And like my books are booked, you know, like I'm booked out and it's something as simple as doing these steps. So I love it so much. All right. Bring me to number three. My third point is going off of vendors is becoming a preferred vendor. So what I mean by that is that say there's like a wedding venue that you are really interested in and you're like, how do I become a preferred vendor? So that just means that they have a list of photographers or florists or caterers that they really love. And so I would suggest there's a venue you love, reach out to them and be like, Hey, I would love to become a preferred vendor. Like I would love to get some awesome shots at this place for you, set up a styled shoe. And then they have all of this content that they're now going to post on their social media. And then it's just like some more free advertising and marketing for you. And I can't tell you how many times that I have had couples just inquire with me because they have seen a venue that they booked post my photos. And so nothing is going to be easier marketing than seeing a photographer who is already booked at that or who is already shot at that venue because they're familiar with it and a bride loves that. That's so good. Can I give you a, a different one on that exact thing? Oh, for sure. <laughs> I always like to throw in something, you know, how about this? What about if you become the person that has a preferred vendors list and then we could also reach out to people and say, hey, would you like to be on my preferred vendors list? And maybe yes. if you've got one, maybe we can swap. Oh, for sure. Yes, I definitely have one of those too. I have, and just based off stakes, if my brides are like, hey, I'm looking for a makeup artist. I'm looking for a florist in Colorado. I'm like, here's my favorite florist. Here's my favorite makeup artist or my bride in Arizona. Same thing. It's like you have so a preferred good. vendor in Arizona and vice versa they do it with you. And that's just, that goes back to even just engaging with other vendors. Like you're nice and you're genuine with them. They're going to refer you to their clients. That's so good. Hey, when I first started my photography business, I actually went onto a, um, a Facebook group with other people that were just starting out and I networked and I did some style shoots with some people that were just the same level as me, just starting out. We wanted to create some stuff together and what's incredible is like over the years, we've always worked together and we've built our businesses so they're all still equal. And so everyone's sort of top in the field and they all like refer me amazing weddings or refer them amazing weddings. But I brought them along the journey with me and they brought me along with them. And I think sometimes we forget, you know, here's another thing too. I actually talked at a workshop like when I first started my photography career and people asked me because I started getting a following on Instagram. They're like, it must be the Instagram is the reason why you're all booked out. And I would say like, literally no one books me from Instagram, to be honest. I actually like, even to this day, it's like, because I'm nice to people. I'm, I have a lot of friends in the industry and I bring a lot of value to a lot of people. Like that's really yeah. what it comes down to. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I agree a hundred percent. So good. All right. Let's get on to the next one. So my fourth one, this one is yep. not free, but it is, um, <laughs> And it's boosting your posts on Instagram. And this is, it's really nice that they give you this feature. And actually in my course, I'm going to talk a lot more about um, how to do it in more detail and um, just using more specific tools. But Instagram mm. does provide 
you an easy access in just boosting your posts. And a big mistake that people do when boosting their posts is boosting it blind. And you have no idea who's going to see your content. You have no idea if people who even would like your photos are going to see your content. So what I mean by that is when you boost your post, you need to target your audience. And it can be something as simple as typing in green wedding shoes. So people who like green wedding shoes, they're going to see your photo versus somebody who doesn't give a crap about wedding photography. But going off of that, if you're going to target an audience who likes green wedding shoes, you need to make sure that your post is relevant to their work as well. So if you're going to be posting an engaged couple or a wedding photo, that's going to be better because people who follow green wedding shoes might not want to see your boudoir photos or your photos of nature or something like that. So yeah, boost your photos, but know where you're targeting your audience. Do not boost blind. Can I ask you one question on that one? Yes. Are you also referring to like people you could exclude as well? So not just people that you want to see their images. Like for instance, I think a lot of people are worried that too many wedding photographers because they follow each other are going to be seeing my boosted posts and I'm paying for wedding photographers to see my offers. Yes. Okay. So you can exclude anybody just from doing like an Instagram boost. You can only target people. But in my course, I will talk about how people cannot, like you can post and not spam all these people who already follow you. So love that. So you're telling me that people have to come to the summit, huh? Yeah, you have to come to the summit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's awesome. I love that you that you did that to us. So I have to show up as well. (laughs) I have lots of lots of tips on what you need to do for advertising and marketing on all the social media apps. Awesome. All right, give us number five. Okay, number five is this one has been amazing. It requires a little bit of work, but it's 10 out of 10 I recommend. And that's reaching out to editors from wherever you want to be seen. You can, and it's really easy to find out, just Google who's the editor of Bride's Magazine, who's the editor of Green Wedding Shoes. XYZ, blog posts, magazines, whatever. Just reach out to them because they're always looking for new and exciting content. So just reach out and be like, hey, what color scheme are you looking for to post next? Blah, blah, blah. And then sometimes they won't reply, but sometimes they will. And if they're like, oh, hey, we're looking for a fall wedding that has these kind of colors. And you could be like, oh my gosh, I have that. Here's this. So then they don't have to hunt because Their job is to hunt for this material. But if you're already contacting them, asking them what they need, you're doing their job for them and they will for sure look at it. And um, say you don't have that content, but you really want to be in Brides Magazine. And so they tell you, hey, I'm looking for X, Y, Z and be like, oh, I'm doing a styled shoot that's exactly like that in blah, blah, blah. Two weeks, like I can get it to you then, blah, blah, blah. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, that's great. Send it over. And then you go back to your preferred vendors list and get your favorite florist on there, get your favorite venue on there. And it's just like a whole little cycle of free advertising and marketing because you're just shouting all these people out. So it's not guaranteed you'll be featured, though, is it? No, it's not guaranteed, but it's definitely now they know your name and 
they're just getting out there. That's more of like my hustler tip. You got to hustle yeah. for that one. You got to hustle for that one. So I'd lo- like, I'd love to dig in a little bit deeper on it because, you know, I think a lot of people won't put in effort because it's like, it's not guaranteed though. Should I be putting in all the effort? But do you believe like, if you want to be featured, like at least being in the right room, which is means like contacting him, doing the shoot, whether or not it's going to get featured, worst case scenario, you just created a lot of great content for your Instagram and you networked. Yeah. And I mean, that's what you're doing is it's not guaranteed, but you're networking essentially like you're letting all of these editors know like hey here i am like i'm willing to give you this content blah 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 and i mean that's better than nothing in my opinion like stephanie if they didn't accept it could you submit it into another magazine or another blog yeah they don't accept it then go somewhere else and submit and be like hey i got this i mean who's to say somebody else won't pick it up there's so many bloggers out there so many magazines and wedding posts and everything like that you can you can get your content out there somewhere you just gotta hustle would you be happy putting it onto a blog that's not your favorite blog like would you actually have like a hierarchy of like who you're trying obviously the best like maybe it's green wedding shoes like i want to be here but if i don't get accepted then you have a list of like okay here 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 and um yeah. yeah and i think what you need to look at too is which one is going to give you the best, well, from like a marketing or advertising standpoint, which one is going to have the best audience for what you're trying to achieve? So if you're trying to get more wedding clients, you need to think about, okay, well, what are engaged people looking at? They're looking at Brides Magazine, Rocky Mountain Bride, or Green Wedding Shoes, or Junebug, something like that. So those would be my top if I'm trying to get seen to book more couples, essentially. So, yeah. Yeah, I've got a pretty interesting list because I'm in Australia. If I get featured on Junebug or any of those um, bigger American-based blogs, magazines, things like that, it's for me, like I always tell people, there's like two reasons why you want to be featured. One is for the status So you can show people you're in the magazines, you're in the big blogs, you're getting backlinks to your website. And then the second reason is to get work. And so for me, I choose where I want to put my work based on the outcome that I want. So for instance, if I want to be in the magazines, I know that I don't book any work from the magazines. I just never have. And I know people book from online on blogs. So if I want to show status, up my status, I will have my weddings submitted into those magazines so I can show my couples that they were featured in the magazines, show my past clients, my future clients, like I'm in all the magazines, but I know it doesn't get me any work. But then I will make sure that there's like some really good local blogs around here that no one really knows about. But when I get featured on those ones, I get so much work because all the local couples are all looking at these, like they love looking at Junebug or whatever, but usually it's out of their reach because it's like international and things like that. So they always go back to those local ones. And I think that's really important to think about as well. Oh, yes, definitely. Absolutely. Cool. So can you tell me a bit of a story just to finish up those tips? Can you tell me a story one time that you've used any of those tips and it's kind of blown your mind? And I want to hear like, you know, maybe you've reached out to someone, you found them on on Instagram and then you're like, should I reach out? I don't know. I, I kind of feel nervous. And then you yes. did and you booked them or a, just any scenario. Yes, actually that exact scenario. So when I was kind of new to the Instagram game, I needed 
work. So I went to the hashtag um, engaged and I found um, a couple in Arizona. And at the time I lived in Colorado and I commented on her post and I was just like, oh my gosh, congrats. Like, love your ring. And she did exactly what I said, creeped on my Instagram, ended up following me, didn't hear anything from her. Two months later, she reaches out and she's like, hey, like, we're starting to plan. Like, I would love to know XYZ. I book her, but then it's just been like a status, like a waterfall effect, basically. I've booked like almost all of her bridesmaids now that have wow. engaged and like even some like family members and like her sister and stuff. And it's just like, just from that one me being like a creep and like commenting randomly on a girl. And I will tell you too, I could comment on like 10 girls and maybe two of them will reply. So it's not like every time that you comment on somebody's, but that one girl that replied, I booked maybe like another seven weddings just because I did her wedding. Can we talk about that for a second? Because I think too many people give up after they get one no, or they don't get results after one try. And just going back to like the magazines and features and stuff, like I remember obviously when I first started, like I knew that I would have to get a hundred no's before I got my one yes, but I knew like the stack, right? So it was like, if I want to be featured in these magazines, I can't just like ask five of them and then hope, you know, I'm going to be in them because I'm not talented enough. I'm not special enough. I'm not like industry leader, like whatever it is, especially when you're first starting out and people forget that it's like, it's worth putting it into 10 submissions hundred submissions to get the one feature and then the one feature just like you said you did one thing and it turned into 10 weddings yes exactly absolutely 100 percent agree with that hey do you get uncomfortable ever commenting on people's stuff or reaching out to editors or to doing anything like that and did you at the start oh gosh all the time i feel super uncomfortable especially commenting on strangers posts but I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm like, mm, whatever. If this comes from a booked wedding, then that's money in my pocket. And that's just more easy, free marketing that I didn't have to spend money on in order to book this bride. So I love that so much. It's kind of awkward sometimes. And like, you can, when they don't like reply, you're just like, oh, kind of cringy. That was awkward. But oh, well, I mean, I get strangers who comment on my photos all the time. So. Do you think your dreams are worth being uncomfortable for? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I going back to that Arizona brag, like I actually talked to her. I shot her wedding. They actually just had their five-year wedding anniversary. So, And we still talk every day. And I've done their maternity photos now. And I do their, just like whenever I'm in Arizona, she's like, oh, let's do something fun. And they like still hire me to do just like, photo shoots and stuff for him. So I think it's a hundred percent worth it. Yeah. I think too many people are just not keen to get uncomfortable. And I think like I've talked to so many successful photographers and people just like yourself and everyone generally says the same thing. Like, yeah, I get out there, I get uncomfortable. It's worth it to me to cringe out a little bit over what I'm doing. And another thing is, um, What's interesting is some people don't want to do things like that because they don't want to feel like a sellout, right? And I and I especially like I'm always scared of people. Oh, people are going to call me a sellout. But I think about it and I'm like, oh, I would actually rather be called a sellout than being broken, having anxiety about not having any leads, and then complaining about that, you know. So I'm like, my family's worth it, you know. My dreams are worth it. My staff are worth it for me to get uncomfortable, for me to sell what I need to sell to 
get the people booked that I need to get booked to shoot the weddings I need to shoot. Oh, absolutely. And I think that people need to remember that art is subjective and you're going to get told no over and over again, no matter how many followers that you have, no matter how many likes mm-hmm. you get. I still get ghosted on so many emails all the time. Uh, weddings that I book and sometimes I still just be like, oh, dang, that sucks. I really wanted that wedding. But it doesn't matter. You still just reach out to those couples still. If you're not you're not getting enough inquiries, even if you are getting enough inquiries, just still reach out. It's a little bit awkward, but it could be money in your pocket. I love money in my pocket. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> it's such a mindset shift though. And I think, look, I, I just think when it comes to marketing and stuff, people don't want to get uncomfortable. They don't want to do the things that seems easy because like when you're scared of success, right? And you have a problem with money, you have a problem with, you know, talking about your own success and stuff, you give yourself reasons to not succeed. So we're talking about keeping it simple, just going after your clients. But a lot of people, if they're not ready to make money, if they're not ready for the success, they'll give themselves excuses like, my marketing's not ready yet. I don't know how to use Facebook ads. My website's not perfect. I don't have slideshows on my website. My my logo's not 100%. My feed's not curated yet. And there's always a reason, Right. But when you talk to someone like yourself that's out there doing the things that are successful, there is no reason not to be successful. It's like, I am ready for this. You know, I'm going to get uncomfortable. I'm going after it. And this is what I'm all about. Oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, where can we find you? So we can stalk your Instagram and say hello, be one of those strangers. My handle is um, just from the daisies. And yeah. Are you anywhere else online as well? Just Instagram. Yeah, I have my website. It's just from the daisies.com. Um, I do have my Facebook as well. And I also have Pinterest. And I'm on Google. And you've put together a little uh, PDF for us to download in the show notes yeah. right here as well. So make sure you get over there and get that. And if you haven't got your ticket to the summit yet, it's $7. You better get on it. And Stephanie will be there dropping the fire. You are definitely going to want to hear it. If you thought that the little five tips that I gave were helpful at all, you are going to have your mind blown by what I'm going to be talking about in this summit. Love it. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I appreciate you and I love you and leave you. Yay. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye.